0: Grab a beer, we'll put college football in your ear.
1: Let's rock and roll. I got mine. Welcome in, Big Ten backers. We got another Big
0: Ten-ass show for you, Kyle McCord. Hey, man, this all makes sense now. I told you before that his dad was a little worried about him going somewhere where there was going to be competition. Apparently, he was requesting weekly Zoom calls with the Coach Rule, and Coach Rule said, hell no, bro. Go somewhere else. Uh, so he did. And I think competition was a big part of it too. I mean, daddy wanted baby boy to start day one. And we told our listeners that he wouldn't commit to ne- Nebraska if, if, uh, Royola was going there. If he was committing, that's too much competition. So guess where he goes? Syracuse. Guess what? There isn't at Syracuse competition. They had a guy leaving. And and there was a couple of guys that had had a few throws here and there, a couple hundred yards in their career. So he's day one quarterback, and uh, there's a new coach there. It was the DB coach for Georgia, I believe. He's trying to make a name for himself, so he's like, Daddy, we'll do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only is there no quarterback there, no competition there, there's no NIL there. So when he went to ask for that raise from Ohio State after losing to Michigan, he goes to Syracuse to try to get the raise.
2: What's going on with that? What you got, Jamie? Yeah, no, I'm not really feeling this. I mean, as far as a competitive standpoint, like like Buckeye Steve said, <clears throat> that's he left competition. He goes to Nebraska. Hey, he thinks he's got it in the bag. He sees Raiola coming. He realizes, you know, maybe he's got two years left, and that that first year might absolutely be his. But that second year, he takes any stumbles, anything. The fans are going to be calling to get rid of him, and he, he's scared of that competition. I think he can excel in a, a, a decent surrounding, but I don't know if Syracuse is that, that spot. There's no, like you said, no NIL money. I I don't know really what they got around him right now, but I'm curious to see what he can do there. Now, Brandon,
1: you were talking about McCord potentially coming to Nebraska. He was crystal ball there. We were talking about Dylan Riella coming in, him changing his mind. What's your thoughts on that?
3: You know, I honestly don't know exactly what happened with the whole thing other than the fact that I have some inside sources, not that I'm cool and all that told me that big bad daddy decided to uh, intervene like he usually does with the whole rule thing. So I, there really wasn't much talk about it. Everybody's focus in Nebraska was on Dylan Raiola. And so when they were going on with the McCord thing, that was probably, it started to end, I think, when he was leaning towards going somewhere else, I can't remember. Do you guys remember, if, besides Syracuse, if he was looking somewhere else, I can't off the top of my head
1: think. He kind of bounced around. I don't think there was anything serious. Not a, not we, a uh, lot of
2: people looking for him.
3: No.
1: I when you're
2: – yeah, You bounced all the way
1: down right. to Syracuse, that's a bad look. <laughs> all right, let's move on, boys. We got Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly has a new idea what he wants to do with the vision one football jamie talk to me about this
2: man uh, yeah chip kelly from his days in oregon the way he came into the nfl he's a smart dude and now he's back to ucla doing his thing he spoke what a lot of people are thinking he's not the first one to say it but he definitely put it in a way that we could all understand the thoughts so what he's talking about is we have all these conferences you look at is his case, UCLA, you, you know, you look at Oregon, you look at Washington, these schools move all their sports sports programs to the Big Ten. In Arizona's case, or yeah, in, uh, in Cal's case and Stanford's case, they're moving to the ACC. So you're looking all East Coast over there. All their sports are having to play. You look at softball, you look at basketball, you look at the small sports like tennis, they're over there playing all the way across the country. And what his thought is, is, trying to make every football program independent so that way they can choose the conference they go to and it doesn't affect all the other sports that it currently is affecting. And we haven't even seen like the actual result of what's going to happen with all these sports that don't produce money that are going to cost schools lots of money to travel. And that that was one of them. He's talking about paying every player from the school uh, so that way we can eliminate some of this NIL stuff that is just, you know, a little shady, a little bogus, you know out there, but there's there's a couple of thoughts in there i know I know you got some B. what what are you thinking boss? You know you said a couple of things all that
0: stuff is fine and dandy, but it's like fantasy world stuff to me. The conferences own it, it's too late. there's nothing that's gonna happen that's gonna change that. The Big Ten owns the Big Ten, and Fox owns the Big Ten. Uh, ESPN owes the SEC and the ACC. Nothing's going to change from a conference standpoint. The conferences are only going to grow and absorb more from other conferences. What I think that he said that was a great point, though, is the other schools from the West Coast, they should have their other sports stay out West. I think that that was a great idea. It might be a little too late for that now, but it makes sense economically. Maybe not for the Pac-12, but it makes sense f- for the schools in general. If you have volleyball staying within their region, if you have softball staying within their region, soccer, all those other sports, maybe you add basketball to that too. The revenue producing sports that make money traveling instead of losing money traveling. Uh, that was the one point that really stood out to me. That was like, Hey, that makes sense. And that's, that's feasible. At least everything else that's controlled by money and the conferences, the TV networks, they're not going to let that happen. I mean, somebody
1: wants a Christmas glove. Chip he's he wants to shake that damn thing. He wants to disrupt football as we know it. I actually don't think it's a bad idea, but like Steve said, it's never going to happen. Too much control in these conferences, but it would be fun, man. You imagine everybody having kind of a Notre Dame-type type atmosphere yeah. where they're, they're not. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome. Every year is just chaos. Like, you don't know who you're going to play. You're going to play somebody else from anywhere. It would be super fun, super interesting, never going to happen. Too many locks and chains on these conferences. They control too much, but, man, that would be absolutely – Absolutely fun. Let's hit a comment here real quick. Dustin says the Wolverines will be your national champs just to piss off college football. Brandon, what you got on that? What do you think about Dustin?
3: I I like Michigan. I honestly think they're going to win the whole thing. I was picking Washington, to be honest with you. Sorry, Jamie, but I kind of changed my mind a little bit. I'm rooting for the bad guy like I usually do in movies. You <laughs> Like the villains, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I love the villains. And it always gets spoiled. I can tell by the haircut. (laughs) Bane, buddy. I'm Bane.
1: (laughs) All right, man, since we're talking to you, you're a Husker. We got Dylan Riola headed to Nebraska, man. Talk
3: to me about this one. First and foremost, I'd like to uh, read a little poetry from the man himself. So this is a poem that he actually tweeted out yesterday when announcing his commitment. In the realm of college dreams where purpose takes flight, entered Dylan Raiola crafting his narrative in the night. Once lured by Georgia, where powerhouse glory gleamed, yet Nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed. In the scarlet and cream where legacies entwine, Dylan, like Rogers for a and crouch, a hero in the line. No longer a cog in some powerhouse machine, but a quarterback with, with an even grander ambition unseen. So fellow fans await with hope in the air for Dylan to choose his purpose to declare. In a weekend's decision, destiny calls to fulfill his purpose where a new dynasty enthralls. I don't know about you, Holy fellas, shit. Kool-Aid, <laughs> baby. I don't know <laughs> don't if he wrote that cool but I want some Kool-Aid now. Are you getting Go pumped up? I am pumped up. Let me let me uh, break it down for you guys. So, number one quarterback in the 2024 class. Um, he is also the number eighth player ranked. He's been two. I've seen him two. I've seen him four, six, you name it. He's also, by the way, a legacy player. His dad, Dominic Raiola, played for Nebraska from 98 to 2000 drafted by the Detroit Lions and he was a Remington Trophy award winner. Not only that, but he joins five or excuse me, four other legacy players that are signing on the 2024 class. And I just think Nebraska, oh, excuse me, Nebraska is one of those schools that loves their legacy players. It's just what we do. We love signing well for
1: their legacy coach.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I really like this pick. I'm a little worried because of what Nebraska has gone through in the past with players and just the overall bad luck that we've had the last 10 years. Plus, as we were talking about before the show, he kind of hops around mm-hmm. a lot, kind of like a college kid, which he is a college kid. But, um, He's a high school kid. High school kid. Yeah. Well, sure. He will, uh, as of tomorrow, he may not be, though. He'll be out the door. So, should be signing his um, letter of intent tomorrow, I believe, that starts at 7 a.m. We'll find out. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he hops and pulls a frickin' uh, trick play and goes somewhere else. But overall, Nebraska Nation is buzzing. That's all they've ta- been talking about. It's all over social media. It's all over the radios. We're, we're all excited, and 98% of us are drinking the Kool-Aid, and the others are just afraid that he's going to dip. But overall, I'm excited, baby. Go Big Red.
1: Go Big Red, huh?
2: AJ, AJ, AJ. Hey, this – I'm so tired of talking about this, dude. He changes schools. Like, my wife changes outfits, man. Like, this is – like you even said, Brandon, we may wake up – Tomorrow and he has a whole nother school, you know, I think it's a great pickup for Nebraska, but this is, I'm so tired of talking about this dude. I want to go see him perform, but with this transfer portal stuff, let's see next year, he might be at another school, you know? And, and so I think it's a huge pickup for Nebraska, but I want to see this dude perform before I talk any more about this guy. Pump those brakes. Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pump those brakes, huh? Pump them. All right, let's move on, man. Let's talk about this next game. Sorry, we're having a little bit of uh, some errors going on behind the behind the scenes here, but we're, we're working through it. We're working through it. Let's talk about UCLA versus Boise State. This game, man, Bruins take down the Broncos 35-22. Boise State jumped out to a 16-7 lead in the first half, but, man, they lost control after that. Chipping the belt Chip and his boys came out and scored 28 unanswered. QB Ethan Garbers and running back Hardens grabbed two tutties apiece. Wide receiver, wide receiver Michael Sturdevant had himself a day. Four receptions, 142 yards, and a tutty himself. What you got in this game, Beef?
0: Hey man, first I want to start out with that Walmart wireless plan, man. That's got us going. It's got us back, man. We can't get this shit on air. But Going back to UCLA, Garbers, he was the man. As soon as he entered, it was all of a sudden points after points after points. He was dunking on them, man. Uh maybe Dante Moore saw the writing on the wall and saw Garbers was the real deal and then he triggered the transfer, man. I don't know. Just just something I throw out to the duck, man. Uh, but Garber when he came in, it gave the Ducks or sorry, it gave the Bruins the win. I think he's solidified himself as QB1 now for the future. And Sturdivant may have had a great day, but he needs to give a big hug to Garber, man, because he was putting that ball on the money. I mean, dropping it in the pocket like no one else could touch it. And way downfield, too. Those bombs were amazing. Like, as he was going out of bounds, no one else could have caught the ball. No one else could have got a touch on it. Um, He just hit them in stride. And the momentum for them joining the Big Ten is huge. The next game that they will play – as a Bruin, will be as a member of the Big Ten Conference. So, in my eyes, this is the first team from the West Coast that is now a Big Ten team. Oh
1: man, welcome to the Big Ten, Bruin! It's crazy. How to have you, man, Jamie? What you got on this
2: game, man? Man, like Buckeye Steve said, Garver's balled out. Like he he looked like QB one. I don't even know if Chip Kelly knows what a QB one is anymore. The way he switches <laughs> quarterbacks around over there, and that might be a reason old Dante left man they, they were rotating all three of those guys all season and you know I, I just want to see a decision there and and I think Garber's made it easy for next season like he he showed what it was on a big stage going and getting the job done I think they ended with a statement win um, to, to get that done uh, in and on a good note uh, I'm just tired of seeing this whole car- carousel of quarterbacks that UCLA likes to play with
1: I mean, I think every quarterback is on the carousel. We'll get on that a little bit later. But man, that quarterbacks moving. <laughs> wrong there, everywhere. Brandon, you got anything to add on this game?
3: No, I didn't watch it. Didn't <laughs> I didn't watch I, it. What's
0: going on? I didn't dude? watch the
2: game, it. dude. Oh come on, man! I was out okay. right. that,
3: that day. Game come
2: on late. That happened on the West Coast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. And I'm a West now, what, Coast. What player. was
1: you doing? All right, Brandon. You got what was you doing instead?
3: What was I doing? Uh,
2: you don't even know what day it was, was. <laughs> no <laughs> no we
3: we were out of town um i really wanted to catch the game that was actually the one game that i really wanted to watch but i uh, it was so damn late at night i forgot what time it was on so i know
0: i was yeah. watching it with my friends and people were like who the hell wants to watch this game anyway i was like i do i absolutely want to watch this yeah, game yeah. i said,
1: hey who you need to smack that friend
2: yeah i did out of Come out of all in. the matchups so far, like this was the matchup to watch. You know, for sure, the biggest teams playing, yeah.
1: and it's not like some small like it's Boise State, man.
0: No, it and their defense, and their defense, they were wasted. So they might not have realized <laughs> that it was actually a good game. True.
1: All right, we'll move on, man. It's time for us to pay some pay some bills. Well, let's go ahead and get ourselves a commercial in. Time for a little Danos. We got to get a little bit more spicy. We're off to a slow start, but we're coming. I set up. up the joint. Yum, yum, is your
4: Seasoning, food's favorite flavor. Yum, yum, get you some.
3: I'm Joe Burrito, your favorite burrito.
1: Joe, we all know you're the best. You can always do better. Try the new
4: Dano's Hey, Ooh, that's spicy.
3: Yum, yum.
1: Yum, yum, get you some. Yeah, man, we got us some. We're all spiced up and ready to go. It's time to talk about the Big Ten Backers Recruiting Roundup, man. Seven- Big 10 teams in the top 25 little weird UCLA and Michigan state outside of the top 50. That's kind of surprising to me. If you're UCLA, how do you end up outside the top 40? That's just how I feel. But what about my Badgers, man? My Badgers got these guys in the top 25. Let's go. Luke fickle. You bring a new era to Wisconsin football, but Ohio state and Oregon, the O's of the big 10 are leading the conference in recruiting. No surprise there. You know Oregon and Ohio State can recruit, but can Ohio State hold on to those recruits? Been some wild times in Columbus lately. Washington, though, spectacular season. And they're all the way back at 38 in recruiting. Mm, after this year, that's kind of surprising. But Beef, talk to me
0: about Ohio State. Hey, before we get started, I think you messed up. You left one Big Ten team out, Florida State. They're coming to the Big Ten. It's just a matter <laughs> of time, baby. It, you take a deeper dive into Florida State, you know they're coming. They're just waiting on uh, some moves to be made. Once you see what North Carolina does when they announce, then the Big Ten will go after Florida State. Just wait. It's coming. They're, they're just trying not to look like the bad guy and break up another conference in the ACC. They did the same thing pretty much with the Pac-12. But back to recruiting. Ohio State lost a running back commitment late to Miami. Jordan Lyle, four-star from Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas, which is kind of a pipeline to Ohio State, but a pipeline everywhere, really. Um, Also, um, Eric Houston, he visited Clemson and now Bama recently. And there's noise of a flip coming to Bama. And I don't know if there's any confirmation that it actually happened, but Bama boards are fairly confident that that five-star D lineman is going to flip. What's up with the Buckeyes, man? They can't close. They can't close. Uh, They haven't been able to close, but they start off so strong that they stay in the top four, top two every year anyway. So it's not a huge deal, but they need to they need to learn to close. And it might be just, it, it's a first-time head coach. You know, he's got three years under his belt. It's going to take some time for him to learn how to close, maybe. He gets the ball rolling, and now he just needs to fine-tune it a little bit, tweak it. And then those, those classes will be, you know, maybe number one. Ah. All right, but, man, let's move to the other O. Let's see what those Oregon ducks got.
1: Talk about those ducks. Jamie, talk about these ducks. Man,
2: we we've been on a tear. Our focus lately has been on the the transfer portal. We've been we've been pulling in our guys there, but you want to talk about straight up recruiting uh, you better better guard your gates because we're, we're coming for Ohio State's wide receiver McMillan right now. They're pushing hard. I hear it's about a 50 50 right now. He's already a, hard, uh, a commit to Ohio State, but it sounds like he might be ready to turn. Um, sounds kind of like more of the same for what's going on there. Uh, I hear Jericho Johnson, uh, is, is, is pretty much, uh, a guaranteed duck at this point. He's been crystal balled. He's one of the top remaining defensive linemen left out there. Uncommitted. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as recruiting goes, it's kind of just holding on to our own. We got, uh, one of our top linebackers who, uh, took a visit over to Husker territory over there. Uh, I think Dylan Williams, uh, so he's taken a couple visits lately. Uh, I'm thinking it was Texas and Nebraska is where he went, but uh, they, they feel pretty good about him. They're not scared about losing him, but you see visits like that right before signing day, you know, you kind of you kind of already see the writing on the wall there. And so we haven't lost a lot. Uh, we lost a little bit in our receiving room, but that's just because we brought in so strong last year in the in the transfer portal. Uh, so. We've we've lost a little. Um, It seems like we're gaining it back. Uh, Are we talking about uh, Transfer Portal yet, or are we just staying with uh, the? We're staying in
1: recruiting right now. All right.
2: I'm going to back off for this one then and uh, let you take over there, AJ. All
1: right, we're going to hit a chat real quick. TJ, the man from Ten Yards. What's
2: up, TJ? Got a great show.
1: He says, what's up? What's up, man? How we doing? Glad to hear from you. But B, man, Penn State is the next team. Down the list, sitting at number 13 in the top 25 are recruiting. Break right down Penn State recruiting for me.
0: I'm actually starting to be a little impressed with Penn State's recruiting. They've had consecutive years where they've been up there with the big dogs. Uh, and, and prior to that, they were like 24th, I believe, in 2021. Now 6th in 2022, 14th in 2023. And so far, they're 14th in 2024. It's highlighted by a tight end, Luke Reynolds. Uh, running back Quentin Martin, I I think he's from Pennsylvania. And um a quarterback, Ethan Grunkmeyer, another quarterback from Ohio, four star. So they got they got the pieces, especially on offense. They're recruiting well. And they got that defensive coordinator, which we'll talk about later, that's uh coming in to help out with those defensive recruits. Ah, they're doing it up. They're they're picking on work. All right, man. Sir so right now they're third in the Big Ten in recruiting, which is Not awesome. That's usually where they
1: kind of sit. They usually do pretty good recruiting. It's on the field where they can't beat the, the top two to get outside that that third place in the Big Ten. It's about to get even harder because you got Oregon coming to town. And boy, oh boy, and Washington for that matter. Where's Penn State going to sit after these guys join the conference? But let's talk about, oh, Michigan. Brandon's going to talk about the Michigan recruiting class. Kind of get at that a little bit.
3: So, by or last summer, Michigan had 28 recruits co- already committed, and they were actually, believe it or not, in the top six instead of 16th, which they are at now because everybody else picked up a bunch of others. So, obviously, they dropped. It's not, not to me, they're not, nothing's really too exciting about Michigan right now. They have four. Players inside the top 150, which still isn't bad. A lot of schools wish they could have that. Um, they're looking at right now a uh, four-star quarterback, Jaden Davis. He's committed. Um, Brady Pricecorn, who is an offensive tackle or a tight end, I believe, and then Andrew Sprague. So basically. I think I know we're not talking about the portal just yet, but I think what their main thing is right—they just want to win now because they—I'm pretty sure they have no idea if McCarthy's going to go to the NFL tied. To play or if he's going to or if Harbaugh's going to go to the NFL. So they're really just kind of like win now more than prepare for the future. So,
0: man, we're getting some comments from Alabama. All,
1: Let's get the comments before we move on Where? to another team. But let's hit them, man. Dominic says the backers are back and we are back. We are in the house. Spencer, my boy Spencer, Markalicious, says roll tide, and he wants to he wants to mention that Lord Saban, the Lord good, Saban is in the house, and he also wants to add in that Michigan going to get manhandled by So, so we, we were talking. We got Ooh. a serious question. I missed the beginning of the show. Sorry. Do you think Dylan Rayola going to Nebraska will have a manning effect, meaning better recruits will start walking to Nebraska? I,
2: I'll, I'll take Nebraska. this one. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to have that effect where people know who their quarterback is. I think the only hard part about it, like we talked about earlier is, this this boy, he's a boy right now, has been very inconsistent with where he wants to be. And so I just saw the money talks right there. If if money starts talking somewhere else, he might start walking. And so do they have money left over after Raiola, you know, in Nebraska? I, I don't know. I think it brings in, based off his name, they got the quarterback. That brings in offensive talent. That brings in defensive talent. But I, I don't I was
0: know. Going, I was going another way with the money. <laughs> uh, show me the money. Show me what's going to well, happen. And, yeah. and I mean, sh- I mean, show me on the field. Like you make your money on the field as a football player and I want him to show me what he's going to do now. And, and that's what's going to energize the Nebraska corn huskers, man. If he starts winning games, those games where they're down by three points, if they start winning them by four, that's when it gets energized. He's got that name now that maybe some people will jump on the bandwagon a little bit before, but it's not until those wins start happening, start piling up. And I believe Rule is the type of guy that maybe can rein someone like that in. He's got that mindset, that developmental uh, mentality that he can get a program from one point A to point Z, really. At the end of the game, you if you can turn around Baylor, you can turn around anyone.
1: Yeah, You know, Spencer, he's on here saying that Nebraska is still Nebraska and he's going to be in the portal.
0: After the I conference. mean, that's 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 a good bet. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put money on it, maybe. <laughs> and he also wants to remind me that I'm his main
1: piece. Love you too, man. I love you too. I don't
0: mind being <laughs> your main piece. Hey, speaking of that, back up. I want to see that sweatshirt you're wearing, AJ. Oh, there we go. Giving the guys some love. Of course. That's right, man. We got a little Husker
1: love in the house. Go Huskers. Get there we go. Hope. Look at that well, hope, Oh, That's Christian. Kind of like number one quarterback. There's some hope for you for sure. Drink the Rule aid, man. Drink the Rule aid. All right, let's get back on topic here. Let's talk about South Southern California. About South South Carolina. Let's talk about SD. Vinny, break down <laughs> this recruiting class for me?
0: Hey man. Uh th- most mean, of sorry, it's the Amy, transfer. Amy. Most of it's the transfer portal, but I was gonna wing it. <laughs> Jamie hit that one for me
2: yeah no I mean they they brought in a, a 17th rate class like you talked about it that's pretty subpar for the facilities the coaching what they have there uh and you also look at like what's happened recently all their big recruits where they've had, brought from big classes are, are, are walking out I know we're talking not trying to talk transfer portal right now but it's it's hard to look at their class and and put respect on it when stuff's going on people are leaving and they're starting to lose some recruits i've heard heard a little rumblings that people are poaching usc uh commits right now and so yeah i i'd keep an eye out i people aren't hot to trot about usc which is crazy they they've been a powerhouse for a long time we're talking about nebraska over here brandon but we're not talking about usc who who's got the beautiful beaches you know to to go to college there and and they're sitting Sitting a little ways back there, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't got a lot of faith there.
1: Yeah, same, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We're going to move on, man. We're going to talk about Nebraska recruiting, and Brandon's going to get on this. Before we do, though, <laughs> we got a Nebraska comment. DJ, Matt Ruhl stopped at both Temple and Baylor had double-digit wins in the second season. Looks like yes, he's trying to build his class to do that again. Brandon, talk to us about this recruiting class for Nebraska.
3: Well, as I was saying before, guys, there's uh, five legacy signings here. Um, Dylan Raiola, of course, his dad and his uncle coaching. So I'm almost guaranteeing you that's why if you guys saw Don, old Donnie got a nice, beautiful raise a little <laughs> bit ago. Yeah. Um, there's also a kid from Omaha. Um, he his dad played for the Huskers, was on the '96 squad, running back Damon Benning. He's also thanks, Dominique. Analyst. <laughs> he was also our color analyst um right alongside our play-by-play guy. He's a really good athlete, three-star recruit. Um there's they've gotten a lot of Nebraska players. Um that's kind of they're wanting to stick at home base, but they're also trying to build through Texas, which is where Matt Rule is really familiar with since he had stops in Baylor. Um he also wants to hit Florida and California, but I Do you remember him saying that he said there's going to be some surprises tomorrow? What that is, I have no idea. I've been on Twitter, damn near all day, and I can't seem to find out what he's hinting at. So, expect lots of big news come Thursday when you guys have your show. So,
0: there we go. We need it. We
3: need. Hey man,
1: we're all about the news, man. We'll bring it. I got a question for y'all.
0: At what point in recruiting classes are you considered a developmental program? Like, what do you have to be ranked in your recruiting classes, like averaging to be a developmental program or just uh, all boys on board recruiting program? I'd
1: say probably outside the top 30. I don't know, maybe.
0: Outside the top 30. All right.
1: It's the way the they huddle talent. So that talent definitely gets huddled at the top. So if you're outside the top 15, there's a major difference outside of the top. That's 10, what I
0: think. That's what
2: I would say. 15 is kind of where I was say
0: 15 is in my brain as like, yo, uh, you're just stacking boys on boys and you're going to go win. After that, it's like, you got to develop a little bit to make it. Yeah, like if you want a national title, if you want to be a national title contending team, you got to be in the top 15 at least. Let's talk
1: about a developmental program, my program, the Badgers. But before we do, Greg says, what's up? What's up, Greg? How we doing? What up, Greg? We
3: got up, a blank dude. comment.
1: Top 30, Steven. There's my boy. with me. Top 30.
2: That's my boy. Anyway, That's Nebraska's way of thinking. Constant, Luke yeah.
1: Got these Badgers in the top twenty-five in recruiting since I can't remember when. I'm going to talk to you about the D's. I'm talking about Dylan Johnson, four-star defensive lineman. Dylan Jones, of course, a running back. What else was Wisconsin have? Of course, we're bringing in those running backs. But man, we got what? What we got? One, two, three, four, five, four-star players. We're stacking on the defensive line. We're stacking on the offensive line. We're doing this Badger styles. Luke Fickle's got us on the way back. I'm excited for this recruiting class. 20 hard commits. Let's see what tomorrow brings. I'm ready for it. Man. Damn. Damn. Wisconsin, baby. How about that?
0: That sounded good. I think there was a few Wisconsin players that got uh, swiped up by Penn State. And I believe won by Ohio State, so they lost some in-state talent too. That's which okay. is okay, we went out to Hawaii.
1: we went out to Hawaii, got to
0: support <laughs> our eggs. It's fine, you want, you want all right. Wisconsin? we'll be all right. You better bring it. This is Luke Fickle now.
1: We don't have to just recruit the state of Wisconsin. We're good. We're good. All right, is he getting any of those Ohio players? Uh, no, no, no big Ohio players. We're hitting Illinois. We're hitting Hawaii. You know, we're hitting Maryland. There's some. There's some good prospects out there in Maryland. Of course, you know, we're going to hit a little bit of Wisconsin kind of in around the surrounding area.
0: You got it, man.
1: Let's talk about this overall. Ohio State's number two in the Big Ten, number two overall. I mean, number one in the Big Ten, number two overall. Oregon's number two in the Big Ten, number eight overall. Penn State, thirteen in the nation, third in the Big Ten. Michigan, 16th in the nation, fourth in the Big Ten. SE, 17th, fifth in the Big Ten. And then Nebraska, 22 in the nation, sixth in the Big Ten. And then Wisconsin, Seventh in the Big Ten, 24 overall. Kind of crazy getting all these Big Ten talents. doing some good stuff in recruiting. But let's talk about the bad man.
0: UCLA, 66.
3: Yeah. That's what is bad. happening but, there?
0: That's it's, it's kind of normal par for UCLA, isn't it?
2: Chip Kelly's pretty smart, uh, like we talked about before. He he can usually find talent in those three-star guys, but I just mm-hmm. think there's been a lot of dysfunction lately and kind of questions is like, should we get rid of Chip Kelly because of the season? Uh, And Mm -hmm. so like, it's just tough. I mean, you, you see like a guy like Dante Moore who went there and like, just did not fit their system. So you get worried about the system because he runs a different style system than most places. And so he's not your fun coach. He's not, he's, he's more of your bill Belichick. Like, don't talk to me. I'm the coach kind of guy than your best friend, you know? So I don't, I don't expect him out there on the recruiting trail, acting like he's anybody's best friend you're not going to see him dancing in videos like they do in LSU like it's not they better not that's not him (laughs) and so I think he loses in some of that more traditional style of like I'm the coach you're the player mentality
1: all right let's hit a few more comments and then
0: we're going to move on to some coaching hires what about what we're impressed by what about Rutgers man up there at 34 Oh, I mean, yeah. Rutgers at thirty
1: four, Iowa at thirty three, Purdue at thirty two. Man, flirting with the top yeah. twenty five.
2: Yeah, that was that was big.
1: I think you're starting to see some of this Big Ten TV contract money start to implement itself
0: into Big Ten recruiting, which is a and then what? Wa- yeah. And then Washington being at thirty eight, man. It, After the year, I had. mean, the year they're having.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, you're talking about I mean, potentially playing and winning a national championship, and they're only sitting that, at thirty eight.
0: That's a shock That should. That should be a top ten recruiting class right now.
2: They have one right? of the best I mean, coaches in the nation right now. Like, there's no worries right there. Like, they're going to the Big Ten. Like, that's a big program. Like, I don't see a lot of it's negative stable in UW right now. Like, it looks like a place where you'd absolutely want to commit. And they produce top, especially if you're on the offensive side. They've proven that they're one of the best offenses in the nation. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's that's definitely a little weird. But yeah,
0: Rutgers, Iowa, and Purdue. Indiana's made yeah. a big jump. They were 86 last year, and now they're like 56. So uh, <laughs> it's true,
1: big you know, jump, but still bad. Moving on up. But well, you know, Signetti. Hopefully, he can get a turn around. He's got a short little window to work with. Uh, but yeah, let's hit some comments, man. Christian says Nebraska could have a 10, could have been a 10 win season, five one possession losses. That is Nebraska. I agree. Yeah. that's nebraska yeah. football right there
2: yeah. Oregon are be undefeated we, like it's <laughs> we lost two three point <laughs> games fast. but you know i just think that it's yeah the, the coulda shoulda woulda's you know it's tough to live in those moments but they definitely yeah. are a better team than their record stated and uh, there is some promise there just throwing win the baby
1: bones. i'm throwing the bones greg don't worry about it we're throwing bones
0: <laughs> we're not gonna give them any bones this time are we <laughs>
1: Steven says Michigan, Ohio State, stacked. You better throw Oregon in there. They're stacked. Nebraska's depleting. Everybody's starting to get stacked. And it says, let's see, Christian, Nebraska should have recruited Steve Leonard. He has been a boost <laughs> at our high
3: school.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Whoever that dude is, he's the man. <laughs> it says Penn State losing their recruiting spunk.
1: I don't know. I feel like they're right. right? I don't think yeah, so. They are. They're
0: kind I of think right they're, there. yeah. I mean, they're actually better than they had been in years past. I agree. TJ,
1: yeah, as Indiana's man. new staff, has some very good
0: recruiters. They do. They just got to get the work they, short window, man. I, they've got a lot of people transferring in already, too. All right. Let's move on, man. We
1: can talk about recruiting forever. We've been on it for a hot minute already. Uh, let's let's talk go. about some of these hires inside the Big Ten. Steve, you call this one. I'll let you talk about
0: it. Man, Tom Allen of Penn State. I think that is a great hire. I mean, they already started their kind of Bama approach as uh, having the rehab for coaches, the fired coaches, especially defensive coordinators. Uh, it worked out well for Manny Diaz, so why not with Allen? 2016, uh, he was a defensive coordinator at Indiana. That D was giving up 12.3%. Uh, points more a game than they did when he took over. So he's shown that he can do it. He got promoted awfully quick because uh, his coach at the time got fired and went on over to Ohio state to be the offensive coordinator and the defense gradually got worse. But I think that was just a product of him not focusing on the D I think it will be an awesome, awesome opportunity to kind of maintain that defensive top five in the nation approach. He's a great motivator, you know, I, and he's going to start to work with a top 15 in the nation talent pool, which he never had at Indiana. So it should be interesting to see.
1: Every time I think of Tom Allen, I think of <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that, poor, that poor defense, man. Every time they look over to change the planes, I used to get le- able to look at Manny Diaz who moved on to Duke. Now they got to look at Tom Allen. Ooh. Demotivating for sure.
0: Uh, Manny D has had more hair gel than anyone I've ever seen in my life. So, you know, maybe Penn State's saving a little money. They're able to pay uh, Allen a little more because they don't have to buy all that hair gel. I don't know. You got to you gotta pat it down. But anyways, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Iowa real quick. Kirk Ferentz
1: has interviewed three potential offensive coordinators, but he's not releasing who they are or who he's going to hire until after – the bowl season. What you got on that, Brandon?
3: Well, the
1: three he's going to rehire teams his teams, son, though.
4: isn't he?
3: No. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, bring pretty, him back.
3: <laughs> I mean, as an old line coach, yeah, maybe, but not as a. They should. Absolutely. Yeah, he's That's a great, a great hire. Great line coach, but terrible. Or play tight end coach. coach. Except uh, pretty sure Ferentz has most of the hands on the leash with that one. But anyway... Um. So Scott Frost, I, I Scott Frost, Iowa. I, I don't know. That just doesn't sound right to me. Anyway,
2: hey, it worked I'm for all, Nebraska. Yeah. That's well. Yeah. We'll Did see. About good that. things for Oregon. Yeah. He was a great OC. Out yeah.
1: There.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was. I mean, that's that's one thing a lot of people don't under, don't realize is that like, hey, just because you coached. Offense or defense doesn't mean you could be a great head coach, but you know, you never know. But, um, so there's Scott Frost, Paul Chris, great. I loved him, by the way. AJ, big shout out to Paul Chris, I really liked him. Um, now he's up, he's with Texas as a special assistant. And then you got big bad Joe Philbin, who Miami Dolphin fans absolutely despise this guy, except, <laughs> except. Uh, For us, Green Bay Packer fans, we absolutely love this dude because he did win a Super Bowl championship with us. Um, He's Yes, sir. He started from – he was an assistant in Iowa from 99 to 02, went to Green Bay 03 to 11, won that Super Bowl in 2011, became Miami's head coach. I believe he was on hard knocks for a season, and then he went back to Green Bay as an interim head coach. Dallas for two years as an online coach, and now he's the current analyst of Ohio State. I like, personally, I think Philbin would be a great guy because he knows how Ferentz runs his ship. He's been there before. He actually started right when Kirk got on board with Iowa. So, personally, Man. between Chris and Philbin, I think those two are perfect, and I bet you money it's going to be one of those two guys.
0: I would go Scott Frost all the way, uh, my personal no. opinion.
1: <laughs> I think coaching wise, he might actually be the best. I like Christ, but man, he kind of dull when it comes to offensive play. It's like, no, thanks. he's dull just gonna, talking if gonna, to. If you're going to shake those game interviews, up, up, bring like... in Frost, man. Bring in Frost, shake it up.
0: <sighs> That's what I well, think. guys. Um, well, you're, you're gonna have to run this play a little harder, okay? <laughs> That's the Paul way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
1: USC hires defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator Anton Lynn from UCLA. They went across town to grab a great D.C. Jamie, talk to me about this USC hire.
2: Huge, huge pickup for USC. You look at what they've been able to do over at UCLA on defense, where presumably known as an offensive team, if, if really most of their wins came because of their defense, uh, they had the 11th best uh defense in all of college football as far as yards go the number two rushing defense because they don't run in the pac 12 i'm going to put that out there but as far as like pac 12 defense this was stats wise the best defense in all of the pac 12 and so you go and pull that from your crosstown rival that you're also going to to the big 10 with and you you take their defensive coordinator Maybe that's a good reason why UCLA is struggling at at recruiting over there and USC is doing a little bit better than they are. But uh, I think that was a huge thing for them. It's exactly what they needed. You look at like what's the weak spot of USC, defense, defense, defense. If he can fix it, then there will be a powerhouse for the future. But, I mean, the guy spent like eight years in the NFL coaching, uh, position coaching. Went on, uh, spent, I think, only a year. He's only been a year in college football as the UCLA defensive coordinator. And he's already started to make a name for himself. So, I I like the hire. I think it was a home run. Oh,
0: absolute great hire. I I think Riley... He was looking across the field and he saw that absolute beat down UCLA gave him in the Coliseum on their home turf. He was like, I got to have that dude. So he's like, give me some bucks and I'll throw it to him. And the dude was like, yeah, I can move. I can stay in my house. I can commute. No big deal. This is an easy transition. I'm going to go across there, across town and make more money. Let's Eight do bucks. it. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. yeah that law to hit on Caleb Williams in
4: that game. Woo-hoo,
1: boy.
0: Good night. Yeah, drawn up nicely.
1: It was. Anyways, we're going to say goodbye to Brandon and we're going to move on to the portal.
0: Good night, Appreciate guys. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you joining us. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. Go Big Red. Have
2: a good night. Yeah. Have a Go good night. Big Red. GBR. is like chewing gum? What's he talking about? Yeah, it is Big Red. Big
1: Red. <laughs> it's, it's not a school. Extra,
2: extra spicy.
1: <laughs> we'll we're going to talk about the transfer portal.
2: Holy we're
1: going to move on. Bringing
0: and- in the portal.
1: Big 10 transfer portal update. Washington, Wisconsin, USC, and UCLA all in the top 25. My Badgers in the top 25 and recruiting and in transfer portal. But anyways, I think I actually missed one. Oregon moved on up too with Dante Moore getting added. But man, Will Rogers officially commits to Washington. What do you think about that, Jamie? Jamie?
2: Hey, I think that's a big time pickup. I he, he wasn't the first quarterback I was looking at. He comes with a lot of experience. It's something the Ducks and the Huskies both love right now is getting that experienced quarterback to come in, take over. They're looking for wins right now. He's got yeah the second second most passing yards in SEC history. Like he brings over that experience wow. with him, and yeah, it, it wasn't for getting injured this year. You know, like he'd be yeah he's he's doing he's a good pickup. I don't. I don't think it's an A plus, but I, I. definitely think it's A minus B plus pickup. He doesn't. I shoot fireworks, but I like it. His first year, he
0: had like sixteen hundred yards or something. I, I'm just speaking off the top of my head. Then he had four thousand some yards. Then he had three thousand nine hundred or six hundred. Um, and then this year, he got injured, obviously, but he only had sixteen hundred yards. I think he was developing well in the Mike Leach system. He just needs to go in another system now, and that's why he transferred. Yeah. He saw the writing on the wall. I believe he'll fit in really well there. If they, yeah. if they have an offensive line like they have this year, they can keep him off of his back and you know, being able to be mobile and not being touched. That's what I respected so much about Washington this year was just how clean the pocket was always mm-hmm. for the Phoenix. But I'm getting off topic, so reel me in. Let's go. Who's the next one? You're talking about USC. They had a five-star quarterback hit the portal. What you got
1: on that, B? Uh,
0: He hasn't said where he's going. Um, a Nelson, we talked about it earlier. All these people are leaving USC. Something's going on there. Uh, whether it was – a lot of them were defensive players, too, in addition to some of these offensive players. But they changed over coordinators, so that's probably some of it. I know Tackett Curtis was one of them, the four-star linebacker from LSU. Uh, has, I don't believe he's announced where he's going and neither has Nelson. So we're going to see that's, that's one of the top quarterbacks left, but it's weird for a quarterback, especially a five-star quarterback to transfer after their freshman year. I mean, he was just getting developed and in a system like Riley has, that's where you want to be. So it really kind of perplexing that he left.
2: Yeah. I want to talk about. Oh, Carl, go ahead. I just like you see him and it's like, he's supposed to be the guy. Caleb Williams is leaving. He's the guy. He went and sat. The heir apparent. Yeah. The heir apparent. You knew that that was the plan. Like he goes and sits one year and then, okay, now's your time. You're the big stud coming on. I don't know what's going on in USC. I'm curious to find out, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, some of those five stars could be Julian, flops.
1: I'm
0: going to talk to you about Julian for, I mean, we're going to move on. We're already, we're already behind well, I got one more thing. Here. I got one more thing I gotta add. Oh
1: man, maybe
0: maybe Riley has just had so many transfer quarterbacks, he's not used to developing someone from the start. Everyone's come in with experience, and they've all been Heisman contenders right away. He's never had to deal with it from the scratch.
1: Caleb Williams was his guy, but he did transfer, but he was with him at Oklahoma. But Yeah, hey, that's true. I I'm mean, we can give that.
0: him that. <laughs> I'm giving him that.
1: You got to give him Caleb Williams. But anyways, yeah. Jordan Fleming, Crystal ball to Penn state, Ohio state to Penn state, former five-star wide receiver looking to go back home. Kind of surprised. He hit the portal. That's a pretty good landing spot for him. Pretty good landing spot for Penn state as well. Uh,
0: Penn state needed wide receivers, but also drew aller wasn't able to get to the ball of the wide receivers as well as you'd like him to be able to do it as a five-star Uh, He's it's his freshman year. He's going to be a sophomore or no, it was a sophomore year. He's going to be a junior, a year of starting under his belt. Maybe he'll be able to develop that passing game a little bit more now. Ohio
1: State linebacker just transferred to West Virginia per Dylan Vance. But anyways, let's keep, we're going to say one more comment here. Cody says evening boys. What's up? up Cody. If you guys are interested in an SEC podcast, golden boot, little Arkansas LSU love. Check these guys out, man. They do an amazing job. Great ap- episode. We, we try to – we kind of learn from them. They've been a great help. Go check them out.
0: Yeah, tell us about Tackett Curtis, Golden Boot. Let's go. And then old TJ says, Steve, with a bad clock management. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about the
1: clock. All right, Jamie, talk to me about Will Howard, headed to SC.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're in desperate need of a quarterback right now. And uh, I think Will Howard's not at the top at it everybody's list he's a seasoned guy that uh, can get some stuff done i i'm not in love with the pickup but i think they need somebody um i like the guy uh, out of texas uh malik what was the last? the the guy out of texas i, I was kind of hoping he'd lake murphy malik murphy yeah uh, mm-hmm. i was drawing a blank there and uh i kind of thought he was going to go to usc with with uh nelson out and uh yeah, I thought there was a chance there. But, um, you know, is – yeah, Will Howard or – yeah, Will – sorry about that. Yeah, Will Howard. I'm getting all the Wills mixed up. Will Rogers. It's too
0: many Wills. Will
1: Rogers. Yeah. Willie Wonka. Willie
2: Nelson. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're Will Wonka. big in theaters right now. But, no, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm going to leave that, that grade out there and see what happens this year. I, I don't know what's going on at USC. It's kind of a big question mark altogether.
1: Tolua Tungabaloa is out on the bowl game. He's not playing. He's preparing for the
0: NFL. Maryland found their new quarterback. B, tell me who that is. MJ Morris really has not produced many results uh, at of NC State. I, kind of a big nothing burger, really, to me. I mean, he said he wants to go there because he thinks that the system will develop him more and he'll be able to thrive in that offense. But, I mean, it's pedestrian Maybe not even pedestrian stats so far. So we'll see. I don't know. I think that's more of a development. He's got some time. Time will tell. He's got little groundwork. He can throw away picks at the end of the game if he wants to.
1: Well, let's talk about some big ducks, man. Ducks making big moves in the quarterback room. Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore. What impact on Oregon, man. Two top quarterbacks coming in. Jamie, you gotta talk about this because you are the duck,
2: man. Let's just start out, Dylan Gabriel. I'm so excited he's gonna be an Oregon Duck. Like he, he just fits the mold right off the bat. You get that guy. He's got one year left. We we talk about seasoned vets. He is as seasoned as it gets, and I'm pretty excited about him. I, I think he's a Heisman candidate right off the jump. Then you go and look at Dante Moore. There's some people, some people in this chat, some people in this room that might have said that will never happen. He's going to Michigan, and and you know what? Like I, I said, you know, there, there's a chance. I, I think that there's <laughs> there's a chance here, and uh, I I don't count Oregon recruiting out. I felt like Dante Moore was going to make a a grown up decision. I thought he matured a little bit his time at UCLA where he was ready to learn underneath somebody. <laughs> Somebody like uh, like Dylan Gabriel and and be able to sit for a year that showed maturity right there that he wasn't just Absolutely. going to try to start somewhere he decided I'm gonna go where Bo Nix went and, and excelled at and now Dylan Gabriel and try to fit that formula they just made themselves one of the best quarterback rooms in the whole nation by two transfer quarter uh, transfer yep. portal quarterbacks there I mean I also want to hit you look at. They're not just pulling in quarterbacks. They stole uh, an offensive lineman from Indiana. Let me pull his name up real quick. Uh, The whole line left Indiana. (laughs) Almost the entire offensive line left Indiana. They're gone. But Matthew Bedford, who I think he started like 38 games. He's played every position, at least eight games total. Big time starter, ready to go in day one. Oregon's line. They placed four starters last year and still made it to the award for one of the top offensive linemen or offensive lines in in all college football, only allowed two sacks last year with four new offensive linemen. They know what they're doing with offensive linemen there. Quarterback, offensive line, you get those two things set, you a good offense. And So I'm pretty excited about what's to come at Oregon. It's definitely got me fired up. Early prediction.
0: Early prediction for me. I think the Ducks are going to win the Big Ten first year in it. I think so too. They're de- to me. I think they're going to be
1: the favorite for sure. You might. They should be. It depends, like what Ohio State has coming back. If you can get a lot of those those guys to come back and not forego and forego the draft, then maybe, maybe Ohio State yeah. will be out there. But it's definitely looking like Oregon's Big Ten. I mean, no doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I'm curious who Ohio State's going to have certain, uh quarterbacks. Just- Gabriel being, being in Oregon, I think they got the best quarterback starting in, in all the big 10. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's going to leave a, a lot up to what happens at Ohio state. We'll, we'll find out quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we will. But I still think it's the ducks ducks, big 10 next year, mark it down, put it on paper, put your money and get those bets ready. But anyways, it's time to pay some bills guys. Uh, and then we'll try to get out of this next couple of segments pretty quickly because we don't like to go over an hour, but we're going to flirt with that for sure flirt with it. sound
4: the alarms something monstrously merry is coming to town introducing bones coffee's newest batch inspired by the giddy ghouls of disney tim burton's the nightmare before christmas nice work bones caddy rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors the pumpkin king Santa Jack, Frog's Breath, Rough Weather, and Mudslide Boogie. Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all. Bones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list.
3: And your naughty list.
4: (laughs) Click the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door. And it's not just for holidays. Bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year Bones Coffee and Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's terrifyingly tasty. This year, Bones Coffee will be yours!
1: Oh boy, we got that coffee over. Everybody's boning for it. Get yourself some Bones Coffee. It's good stuff man delicious drink it up drink it up but anyways we're back it's time to trim the landscape of college football we're going to talk about things outside of the Big 10 and first up we're going to talk about Cal versus Texas Tech Cal would jump out to a 14-7 lead in the first quarter and would be shut out for the rest of the game first quarter came alive rest of the game history Taj Brooks the running back for Texas Tech had 22 carries 98 yards and a touchdown along with Wide receiver who grabbed seven balls, 106 yards, and a tutty himself. The quarterback, Fernando Mendoza, must have thought it was Christmas for Cal because he (laughs) threw up three gifts to that defense, handing them over like Santa Claus at the mall, man. What do you all got about this game? Hit me with it.
0: I mean, there's not much to talk about with Cal. They they came out and they started off really well and just decided, hey, might as well not play the rest of this game. And just, I mean, if I could read off the possessions to you and you would know how bad of a game it was for them in the second half. It was a monstrosity. It was, it was terrible. Listen to this. All right, they come out in the second half. Interception. Punt. Turnover on downs, fumble, interception, interception, punt. They punted to end the game. They were losing by (laughs) 21 points, and they punted to end the game. They just
2: don't give a shit. I got nothing else to say. There's not much to say about this game. We're we're trying to move quick right now, and and this is a game where we can absolutely move quick on. Yeah, this is is a garbage game. Cowboys. Cowboys. You did well. Way to end the also, season. Turnovers,
1: Texas Tech took advantage. Whoop Cow's ass. Moving on. All right. Oregon State and Washington State regain the rights to the Pac-12. Jamie talked about me. Talk to me about this for a quick sec.
2: It makes sense. I mean, you don't yeah. you don't get to, to run away from uh, your spouse and the kids and take the house with you, you know? And that's what that's what they got. They got gifted, you know, Oregon State Washington state, they got the house. Okay. You can't, you can't take the name rights with you. You can't take the money with you. It's, it's Oregon and Washington States. They're the, they're the loyal one right there and they get to remain in control of that. And it it only makes sense. Why, why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely true. I got nothing to add. It absolutely makes sense. We just figured we'd throw it out there. All right, let's talk about the transfer portal. We're going to talk about outside of the big 10 Ole Miss, man, destroying the transfer portal. Number one player and number one defensive tackle Walter Nolan, crystal ball to go there. They already signed. Wow. the Number one and number two defensive ends, the number two wide receiver, the number four cornerback. Lane Kiffin is loading up, and boy, look at that
0: defensive line haul. Watch out! Watch out! Oh man, is too bad it's not uh, the old days, or he'd get lane, he'd get froze, like Hugh Freeze, man, handing out too much money. Doing too much stupid shit, but he's
2: paying out money to get that that class, man. Jamie's got bills. He's not only really handing out money; he's getting money himself. He just got a, a contract extension announced today. I think it's good through twenty twenty eight. Like, and part of that is because his recruiting. It's not because his winning. He's he's doing okay in the mm-hmm. SEC, but he's not he's not a big big time program yet. I think he gets these recruits. He might be. I want you to hold your breath and count Oregon out like you did with Dante Moore on Nolan. Uh, he just announced that his top two teams are Ole Miss and Oregon, and that was, uh, I think, while we were on the show. So he, wow. it, they say the Ducks aren't out yet. So don't count them out until they're out. That's all I gotta say. They're good recruiters, if you know. We can get that, that would be huge, but I mean, whoever get, he's a game changer.
1: TJ says Lane Train is rolling in the portal. Even without Nolan, they're rolling. Dude. But if they grabbed oh, him he, too. They're, watch they're out.
2: killing yeah. it. Yeah. They're killing it.
0: Lane Kiffin already was like top six, I think. Top he was top ten in, in salaries for NCAA coaches. Which is Don't insane. Miss,
1: man. They're not historically a powerhouse football team, but they are starting to turn that around, no. man. They're their boosters are investing. They're investing in the portal. They're recruiting well. They're playing well. I mean, they had a decent year, especially for them. These guys are going to keep growing and growing, man. I'm proud of Ole Miss. I'm not really a Lane Kiffin fan, but, man, he's doing work. I can't deny it, even if I don't like the man. Uh, but, Steve, Arkansas, they got some issues, man. What happened with Arkansas?
0: I don't really know. Okay, um, I have no idea. What is happening with Arkansas? You tell me. Well, they no lost idea. their running back. You know,
1: KJ it. Jefferson is on the move. He's hitting the portal. Oh, Obviously he doesn't have a landing spot yet, but KJ Jefferson is out Arkansas, man. They got some issues. Are they going to have to move on from their coach? Can they rebound and get things right before this season? You can talk have we about... heard
0: of where KJ Jefferson is going?
1: No, he hasn't released it. Yet. He hasn't talked about exactly where he's going. He's just in the portal. He's swimming I mean, around. That's a, that's a big name. Pretty big name. Anyways, let's talk about big names. With big names, man. Jamie, give me an update. Who are some of the big guys and big fries left out there in this Happy Meal?
2: You know, I, honestly, I was looking at I don't have a ton of, ton of big names going on right now. We're kind of waiting. We're kind of hearing, you know, what's going on. And a lot of the big names are starting to get spoken for. There's a couple smart ones. AJ, you and I have talked off the books how, you know, you I, – I hope these boys take their time. I hope that they can – do this in silence some of these guys are making that quick decision and then we see them next year in the transfer portal i want them to make the right decision do us right for them go to the right team go to the right program and i think some of these big names are actually doing that they're taking that time there's always going to be smoking mirrors rumors swirling but uh i think some of these big names are actually taking the time i think you know people thought walter nolan right away gonna gonna get it done um you know he's making his decision and we'll see what happens
0: yeah, it's a big. Well, just time. It's just thinking
2: about.
0: Just thinking about the quarterbacks. You still have Cam Ward. Haven't heard anything about where Man, he's we going. Were, yet. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, big I, I one.
0: Heard, I've Malik. Heard. I heard. Was that? We heard we heard rumors. I mean, it was rumors everywhere. Like Wash, I heard Washington. I heard Ohio State. I heard Oregon at Florida one point State, too.
2: I've heard Florida State's a, a big Florida name State's there. the I new mean, one. Yeah, I mean, them. I've I've heard a two names about Florida State. It's DJ Ugly and and Cam Ward is kind of who they're looking at. Um, I think. we get talked their to- choice of the two. Sure.
0: And we talked earlier, Malik Murphy and uh, Maliche Nelson are the other ones. And you mentioned DJ. So those are the quarterbacks left. And I think those are the biggest names to talk about, really, what's left on the board. Other than Walter Nolan, he's huge.
2: Yeah, he's a huge one.
0: Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. He's the big fish.
1: Let's get into these quickies, though. We got the Big Ten backers, quickies. Man, we're going to talk about these other bowl games that happened. We're going to go down the list. We're each going to grab a game of Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Bobcats get wild on the Eagles turnovers and win huge 41,
0: 21. That quarterback for Georgia Southern Davis Brim. He led the nation in interceptions and turns out he still does. He threw three <laughs> again, <laughs> yeah. Talk about 19 on the year. All right. Howard <laughs> in Florida, a and M, uh, Florida A&M quarterback Jeremy Musa tosses a 38-yard touchdown to wide receiver Shereed to complete the comeback winning 30 to 26.
2: Next up, you got Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Jacksonville State's kicker Garrison Rippa, he ripped one uh through Louisiana with a walk-off <laughs> field goal there winning 34-31.
1: Miami of Ohio versus App State. In Iowa fashion, App State wins a close one, 13 to nine.
0: Lots of turnovers in that game, 11 in a downpour, five of them lost fumbles. Yeah. All right. The New Mexico State Aggies versus Fresno State. The Bulldogs bullied those Aggies, 37 to 10.
2: Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. Western Kentucky took a 28 nothing lead early. Or no, sorry, Old Dominion did. Old Dominion, yeah. Old Dominion, 28-0 lead early. Western Kentucky storms back, wins in overtime, 38-35. That's impressive, man. That's that's crazy. That's
0: the game you absolutely have. Good on those Hilltoppers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sunbelt syndicate, man. If you guys want a little Sunbelt action, these guys are awesome. He says GSU didn't wake up until the third quarter. They woke up a little too late.
2: Yeah, after five said, turnovers, Mountaineers, baby,
1: because he's an App State fan, they get the dub. And he also man, that was added, a nasty oh, game. You blew it, missed field goal, and a two blocked mm. or blocked and two blocked and two blocked. Yeah, yeah, my That's bad. Nine right points bad. called reading left to right, yeah. top to bottom. Excuse me, I'm a retard. We got <laughs>
0: some games going on. Hey, we got an update for. Uh... The Roadrunners versus Marshall. Marshall was up
2: 14-0 last time we got another up- I got UTSA yeah. there, 21-17 leading Marshall. Okay, uh, then almost that bad.
1: So the Roadrunners. So, yeah, make sure you all tune into this. Make sure you watch that game. We got another game on Thursday. You got South Florida versus Syracuse. Boca, Raton Bowl, 8 p.m. on ESPN. But that is all we got. Uh, Beef, we got one more comment here. The golden boot gents in the house i'm calling usf big over syracuse what up chris once again man golden boot awesome show you want a little sec love you want a lsu arkansas podcast these are your guys man they help us out all the time we try to help them out when we can we've learned a lot from them absolute awesome show go check them Hell out yeah appreciate it chris
0: we love to jump on there too for now, sure we,
1: do. we go on there from time to time Pennington versus McCown at QB in this one now. That's a good quarterback battle right there.
0: Anyways, Beef, get us on out of here.
1: That's our All show. big
0: Big Ten backers. Big 10 backers. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Take care. Thanks, Jamie, for coming on. Jamie the Duck is one of us, man. <laughs> Happy mainstay,
1: to be here. man. This is your three boys moving forward. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks again for coming in. Love y'all. God, God bless. bless. See ya later, backers.